Hi, Dr. Governoso. Thank you so much for joining us once again on KCSB News for our end of year COVID-19 recap. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Great. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. So it's surreal to think about the fact that we just passed the second year anniversary of COVID cases, first being reported in China this past Sunday, December 12th. I'd like to start off by asking you as the public health director leading our community in this fight, what do you wish you knew all the way back then in December 2019? You know, what was interesting when we started the pandemic was me doing some modeling Mm -hmm. about the path um, of the pandemic. And I recall in all of the modeling, the cautionary uh, note was, okay, the longer you project out, the more unwieldy the projection is. And I I ran it for 12 months and I'm like, oh gosh, it looks like it is going to go beyond 12 months. And then I, sh- I wish I knew that it was going to take a lot longer. And I should have known because we know that from the flu pandemic of 1918, it took for a lot of jurisdictions, a lot of uh, municipalities and jurisdictions, it took three years, if not more, some a little bit less, but it took really three years. I am a little bit shocked. No, let me rephrase that. I'm a lot shocked and a lot dismayed by the politicization of of the pandemic. I wish I had known or anticipated how political masking would get, how political vaccines would, would, would get, and even how political testing would, would get. Those were unanticipated. I think that public health, we were very, very focused on our mission. Let, how do we protect our community by preventing disease and by ensuring good outcomes for everyone? We we're so focused on that. And so we were, I think, underprepared for the amount of political opposition and misinformation. My goodness, misinformation, the machinery, we underestimated how much machinery would be put into place to thwart science and thwart data and thwart public health efforts. So bringing it up to the current status of COVID, could you give us a snapshot of how Santa Barbara County is doing in terms of case numbers and testing positivity rates? So our our testing positivity rates have increased. Our case rate has increased and relatively uh, quickly. And we anticipated this. We anticipated that after the Thanksgiving holiday, that our numbers would increase. So it's not a surprise. And obviously the big COVID buzzword right now is Omicron. What do we know about the new variant and how does it differ from Delta and other earlier? What we know about the Omicron is that it is highly transmissible. And so it is definitely, we are finding out that Um, it spreads much quicker than the Delta. And so even though the Delta is the dominant variant right now in all of our cases in the U.S., we anticipate that number to be quickly replaced by Omicron. The other thing that we know is that given that the Omicron is on the scene 
during the winter holidays, we also anticipate a uh, double effect uh, where people are indoors more, they are gathering more, and now you have a highly transmissible variant on the scene as well. What we do know that um, with the third shot, the booster shot, that community members who are boosted will have a higher level of protection than those who um, are not vaccinated or those who have yet to got to get their booster shot. And when we look back to December 2020, are we more prepared than we were during last year's winter surge? I think so. <clears throat> we last the last winter surge. Um, vaccines were just coming on, right, to the scene. We had rolled out the vaccine availability to to first responders. I remember this well. We were uh, testing out our vaccine clinics, our mass vaccine clinics to first responders and to essential healthcare workers and whatnot. It was limited. It was very much limited in the month of of Jan of December all the way to January, and then in March it became really available widespread. So with this winter surge, we're in the second year. We now have vaccines widely available. We have that for for community members who are yet vaccinated. We have the vaccine available for community members who are yet boosted. So vaccine boosting boosters are widely available. That's what we didn't have last year. In addition, I think that we as a community, Santa Barbara County, we are really, we've taken it in stride. We know to mask. We have a health officer a health officer order for masking for months now. So everyone is used to that practice. And for the most part, I do see adherence to masking indoors. We, we, I think as the community are very, very aware and we are, we are using those protective measures. And I think we are going to be in a much uh, different place. Additionally, testing. We now know that testing can really stop the transmission and testing is widely available where, you know, now we have the antigen home test at home kits really in the comfort of your home. We have testing, PCR testing all throughout the county. So in short, the availability of testing, the availability of vaccines and the widespread adoption of indoor masking. I think those three Um, ingredients really will keep us in a different space this winter. With all of these resources, you know, widely available and the county's obviously made really big strides in terms of increasing that accessibility over the past two years, are residents taking it upon themselves to get vaccinated and boosted at a rate necessary to combat a post-holiday surge? You know, I think that it's not going as quickly or um, as fast uh, or as widespread as I'd like to see. I think that there are still pockets of, of hesitance, especially when I see the relatively low adoption of the vaccine in the newly eligible group, the five to 11 year olds. I think that that can be better. And that's why that's why the public health department, we have been really steadfast in providing school-based vaccine clinics and neighborhood-based vaccine clinics on top 
of our centers and our sites and our pharmacies. I think that we have to really address the issue of why people are hesitant and really countering the misinformation that's out there with the with what's true what's science-based, and engaging our trusted community leaders as our partners to do so. And then also making sure that for anybody who's ready to get a vaccine, that we're there. So access to the vaccine is easy and, and, um, and convenient. So along the lines of vaccine hesitancy and community-based partnerships, we actually had you on as a key speaker in our earlier panel this year on medical racism and health disparities. How do you feel the county has increased health equity over the course of the pandemic? Are resources accessible to vulnerable communities that are especially susceptible to the virus? Absolutely. Health equity in ensuring um, that every member of our community has a an equal shot at becoming as healthy as or with the absolutely fantastic um, outcomes as possible is our value. And that's how we do our work. And in, in we, we do our work through a, a health equity lens. And so when we talk about testing, we make sure that testing is available in, in every community. For instance, so uh, the state is going to allocate every county a sizable amount of antigen home testing. And so this morning in my leadership meeting, we talked about uh, how do we engage with community-based organizations, community-based uh, leaders, and schools in health equity metric areas to ensure that they too will have access to our home testing. So, so looking at our COVID-19 response efforts through a health equity lens guides us into ensuring that North County communities, mid-county communities, community, there are pockets of community up, there are pockets here in South County, like in Isla Vista, like in Goleta, like in Carpentry, even in Santa Barbara, there are neighborhoods that face disparities, that have disparities that we reach out to. So there's often a question well, why isn't public health standing clinics in this area or that area? And our response has been, we, we, we need to focus on communities that don't have access, mm-hmm. like in Guadalupe, like in Cuyama, or like in Isla Vista, or in Santa Maria. So we, we are very, very focused and committed to making sure that those zip codes will have access to testing, access to vaccination. As we approach the holidays at the end of the year, what's the latest SBC PhD guidance on gatherings? Would you advise those considering whether or not to attend large events and other social activities? I would say that um, the holidays, they're great. They're absolutely great because you get to go home and you get to visit with your loved ones and you get to hang out with, with family and friends who may be from other areas as well. So it's a great time to celebrate the season. But there are safety precautions that everyone should take. One is testing. Make sure that you test before you gather 
and after you gather. Absolutely, I'm very, very appreciative that UCSB community um, has a very extremely high level of vaccination. That uh, that's that's something to be proud of. So huge kudos to UCSB leadership as well as the UCSB community for for being vaccinated. If you have been vaccinated, that's absolutely fantastic. But make sure that you've also gotten your booster shot. And then when you are traveling, gathering, make sure that you're mindful of the area to which you are going to. If there's a high level of community transmission of, of, of COVID-19, be a, be a little bit more intentional about gathering indoor. Make sure that you are masked if it's indoors. Make sure that you keep it uh, short if it's indoors. Try to do things outside or try to do it with a limited uh, group of people. And so I think that it's, it's nothing new, but I think that it's a good time to remind everyone that yes, we are in the second year of the pandemic, but even if you're vaccinated, we have the Omicron variant, which there are is there there is a higher rate of breakthroughs, and so make sure that you are masked, make sure that you social distance where feasible, and make sure you know my favorite is don't forget to wash your hands and make sure that you you are vaccinated and boosted. And then when you come back, make sure that you test. And so that you can be um, protective of your loved ones mm-hmm. and, 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 your, and your housemates. And at the current moment, do we have any detected cases of Omicron in Santa Barbara? And if not, do you predict the variant coming to our community anytime soon? So on that question, we uh, have 48 cases of uh, Omicron in our in our state mm-hmm. as of yesterday. We know that Ventura last week reported their first case. We know that there are cases in LA. We know that there are cases too in, in San Francisco and north of us. And so it's just, it's inevitable that it will come to Santa Barbara County. But you know what, even though for me, it doesn't change our, our, what we should be doing. We know again, that is highly transmissible. So what can we do? We need to really be thoughtful about wearing our mask all the time, getting our booster shot or getting vaccinated and really being um, careful about gathering indoors and, and when we're traveling as well. And you know, the other thing that I forgot to mention is if we're, if we're wearing a one layer uh, mask, and if we're wearing flimsy masks that really doesn't form a good seal mm-hmm. around our face, around our nose and our mouth, down to beneath our chin, we should consider it an upgrade. So make sure that your mask fits tightly around you. I've been wearing uh, I've been wearing my KN95s around. I've upgraded my mask from my from my cloth to something more. Um, durable and protective of others and myself. So that's that's one last thing I would say. And the other thing is, if you're not feeling well, it could be the flu, it could be allergies, but it could be COVID-19 as well. So if you're not feeling well, be kind to others by staying home. And those are all the questions I had for you, Dr. Dornoso, but is there anything else you would like to add or touch on that we didn't get to? You you pose very thoughtful questions, and I'm happy that we had this time to chat, and uh, just really appreciative 
of how wonderful the UCSB community has been as partners. We've tested together, we've offered vaccines together, and we are adhering to safety precautions together. So just huge kudos to the UCSB community. Thank you so much once again, and thank you for all you do for our community. With KCSB News, this is Ashley Rush, joined today by Dr. Vonda Reynoso.